Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. I am solo today. I'll be joined by Josh Weinfuss for a couple segments later on. Um, my trusty steed, as it were, Bo Brock, has become a father uh, over the last 24 hours. Beautiful baby boy, Gray William Brock, was born early yesterday morning. Um, congratulations to him and his wife, Haley. Uh, you know, it kind of puts things into perspective a little bit. Uh, Bo and I have a great time doing this. He mentioned on Friday that, you know, this is the best part of his day. It's the best part of my day also. Getting to talk with one of my best friends about a team that is on the rise. Um, it's, you know, it could be a lot worse. And uh, just congratulations to Bo. He's going to be a great dad. Uh, you hear him talk all day. He's a nicer one of the two of us. Uh, he's going to be a great dad and um, wish nothing but the best for he and his new family. Um, yeah, good thing. So he's going to be uh, MIA probably for the next few days. <laughs> he tried to come back tomorrow. I'm like, Bo, just take your time, bro. You're now in charge of another human life. So um, we'll see. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. Maybe it'll be Thursday or Friday or even, you know, coming next week. Uh, Alex Clancy here again. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who listens. Please subscribe to our new YouTube channel. Um, big things are coming here. And, uh, it's going to get really exciting really quick with training camp coming up here uh, very soon. And before you know it, week one of the 2021 NFL season will be here and the Cardinals will be facing the Tennessee Titans on the road. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll be along for the ride in the meantime. This episode is brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. These dudes do a podcast five days a week, just like Bo and I do. Uh, 30 minutes, all NFL. Brian Peacock, co-host of Locked on 49ers, and Matt Williamson, who is a scout in the NFL for a decade. He's been around the game for a long time. They talk about all the big news stories, trades, signings, Aaron Rodgers. You know, they have it all. Monday through Friday, Peacock and Williamson, wherever you find your podcast. So over the weekend, Zayvon Collins was arrested for reckless driving on the 7400 block of Chaparral in Scottsdale. And the reason why where it was is interesting because I used to live right around the corner. So I tweeted out and I got a lot of flack for it. And it's fine. Like I understand that when rookies do things like this and they get arrested, you jump to judgment immediately. Like, oh man, he's not ready. Oh, what have they done? Blah, blah. What I said in the tweet was, this is why a general manager doesn't just say, you know what, Rook, you're starting week one three months before the season starts. And Jordan Hicks, you know, you've been a good locker room guy. You kind of fell off a little bit last year. You lost your starting job already. And the reason why I brought it up was because leadership from a veteran is invaluable for a rookie. And sure, I got, I got the brush back of, well, you know, Jordan Hicks probably would have told him not to speed or, well, if Jordan Hicks was in the cart, shut up. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is making dumb proclamations months before the regular season starts, 
months before training camp starts, before preseason starts, anything. Why would you ever say, you know what, Zayvon Collins, 16th overall pick, you're going to be our starting inside linebacker alongside Isaiah Simmons. That's going to happen. Why would you do it? I don't understand it. So he gets pulled over the 7,400 block of Chaparral in Scottsdale. Uh, I've driven this street. I believe the street he got pulled over on. I've driven this street 700 times in my life. And it's a speedable street. It's a speedable street. Like, I, I'm not condoning anybody speeding. I don't speed. I don't do it. It just, I, I don't have to be somewhere that, that quickly. But I equate it to this, and I'll ask Josh Weinfuss from ESPN. He covers the Arizona Cardinals brilliantly and has for years. I'll talk about him, uh, talk about this in the next segment with him. What Zabin Collins did was kind of like a college freshman getting their first credit card and maxing it out before they get it in the mail. That happened to me, freshman year. First credit card I ever got, $1,000 limit, spent it before I even got it in the mail. Um, that's kind of what this is like. Little excited, got some money in your pocket, first round pick, fast car, get pulled over. There was no alcohol involved. There were no drugs involved. Uh, so my snap judgment is just like, man, you know, this kid, he, he could use a little bit of, you know, massaging into the NFL landscape by a guy that would be perfect. Like Jordan Hicks. That's the first thing I thought of. And I was like, well, this is Steve. This is on Steve Kime for making Zavin Collins the, you know, usurping Jordan Hicks as a starter without, you know, having a snap even in training camp or preseason. It just kind of brings things into perspective how, you know, these kids, first time with money, it's their first time having some freedom. Being an NFL player is exciting. Now, this is on the more benign end of the spectrum. And we see Frank Clark got pulled over with an Uzi this weekend. So could be worse, but it's just something that you'd rather have not happen, obviously. And again, it's just, it, it's a street that's kind of, you know, it's a quiet street. Now, again, not condoning speeding by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just saying that it, it hits close to home because I know exactly the street that he was speeding on. Um, I think the credit card thing, it, that's right. It's somebody who's never had anything before, credit card for me, and just spending it, getting excited. It's him having a fast car and just like, you know what? Get pulled over. Reckless driving. Hopefully, this is, you know, a nip in the bud situation and not a track record thing that we're going to experience, which it most likely isn't. But it's still something that needs to be discussed. So we're discussing it and we'll nip it. I'll ask Josh if it's if it's a big deal. He tweeted it out almost immediately after the TMZ report. I'll get his thoughts on it because he has more of a pulse of, you know, the roster and just how included Zayvon Collins is already, whether it be rolling down the 18th, 18th fairway with J.J. Watt playing golf, if he's talked to any of the linebackers, if they've really had some sort of inclusionary conversation yet, or if he's still the rook, and then training camp, all of that stuff will happen. Alex Clancy here. Again, Bo Brock is a brand new papa, so he'll be gone for the next few days. Coming up next, um, Josh Weinfuss, one of the best to do it. He's one of the best to do it covering the Arizona Cardinals for ESPN is going to join me next. We're going to talk about Zayvon Collins. We're going to talk about a next-gen stat that just came out where Sean Kugler should get a huge fat pat on the back. We'll talk about that next and more locked on Cardinals. But first, bet online 
fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's here. NBA playoffs are here. You've got the Phoenix Suns Western Conference Finals game two tonight. Put a little cheese on it. Go to Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all the sporting needs that you have, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL playoffs, and all your favorite UFC and MMA action before the next pitch, tip off, face off. Go to Bet Online on your mobile device or your laptop. Check out all the best news you ever could need. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. Go to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and uh, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Go to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back. Second segment, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Bo is out for a couple days. Um, had a kid. Gray, William, Brock, nine-pounder. He's a hoss. And uh, he probably already has the best hairline in America coming from what his father's mop looks like still at the age of 36, making me look like a nincompoop in the hair department. Alex Clancy here. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Josh Weinfuss from ESPN is going to join us momentarily to talk about Zayvon Collins, to talk just about where the Cardinals are now. Normally during the season, we'll have Josh uh, once or twice a month. Uh, we haven't we haven't checked in with him for a while. I'm curious to what he thinks about the cornerback position with the Arizona Cardinals. If Stephon Gilmore is in play. If Mr. Howard from Miami is in play, even though he's unhappy with a contract that he signed just last year, not enough money for him. Uh, before Josh gets in, Next Gen Stats just put out which offensive lines were the best and worst at limiting pressure in 2020. Now, limiting pressure means a quarterback will be hurried within three seconds of a drop back to control for time to throw. And the Arizona Cardinals had the lowest team hurry probability. And this is something that's been very interesting over the course of this offseason where we're talking about the offensive line, who the Cardinals should have drafted at 16 overall, what they should have done later on in the draft if they needed to talk about drafting an offensive lineman because of the acquisition of Rodney Hudson to anchor the middle, to anchor the spine, as I call it, of the offensive line. These next-gen stats are something that Steve Kime looks at too much, in my opinion. Because if you don't if you don't remember, the first half of last year, the Arizona Cardinals offensive line was highly touted, was towards the top of the rankings in pro football focus, was towards the top of conversations around the Valley, like, man, this offensive line is really taking a step forward. Look at what Kelvin Beecham has done when the Cardinals brought him in for a low-money deal. Look at what DJ Humphreys has done after signing that contract extension. And then you had the interior of the offensive line, namely Justin Pugh and Mason Cole carrying up the rear, Justin Murray on the right side playing fine. But really when it comes down to all of this, and this is something that Bo and I disagree on, is the offensive line's ability to run up these rankings and ratings was directly correlated to Kyler Murray running the ball. Kyler Murray's ability to effectively run the ball for the first half of the season was a main catalyst 
in these high rankings. Now, sure. I mean, oh, man, can't you just be excited that DJ Humphreys is worth the money and Kelvin Beecham is coming on the right side to bookend it kind of surprisingly after the issues that Steve Kime has had bringing in veteran offensive linemen over the years, Andre Smith namely? Sure. But if you watch the first half of the season and you watch the second half of the season and you don't think that Kyler Murray's running the ball effectively is what equated to wins, you're wrong. You're wrong. Just look at the numbers. And sure, week 16 and week 17, it was kind of problematic that we're bringing those in because week 17, obviously, Kyler was hurt. And week 16 was more of an anomaly, in my opinion. Just C.J. Beathard had a career day, and Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay seem to have Cliff Kingsbury's number. We bring in Josh Weinfuss. This dude is much smarter than me when talking about the Arizona Cardinals. Josh, you are a new father for a second time as of recently too, correct? Congratulations. I am. Thank you. I appreciate that. Damn, you and Bo. Bo's kid is 9.2 pounds. Wait, 9.2? 9.2. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the size of a football is. Like, I don't – a 9.2 human – Oh, it is, yeah. I got a Haas text. He's like, my kid's a Haas. Wow. So that's a big kid. My kid yeah. was – my son was seven three, so that's two pounds heavier than him. That's insane. And you had, insane. and how long ago was this? This was within the last two weeks, right? This was eighteen days ago. Eighteen days ago. Congratulations, man! Thank you. I appreciate. And that. your daughter just celebrated her third birthday. Thank you, Facebook, for me Absolutely. looking like that. I pay attention yeah. to your life. It's fantastic. Okay, I, anything, so anything I can do to to make you more in, in tune with my life. I do appreciate that, Josh, at Josh Weinfuss on Twitter. Okay, so I'm going to go backwards here. So we're going to first talk about these next-gen stats that just came out. The Cardinals were the top-ranked um, the top ranked at limiting pressure in 2020, giving Kyler Murray the best chance to not be hurried within three seconds of a dropback. I was talking when you jumped in about how the first half of last season completely front-loaded this and it kind of came back to earth in the second half because Kyler's ability to run the ball, whether it be defensive scheme or just him not being able to do it for, for a different reason, it kind of came back to earth. Do you think that there's a direct correlative between those two, or am I not giving the offensive line enough credit from week one to week 17? I think it's everything, honestly. I think it's it's part partly partially partially what you said. I think partially it's the offensive line. I think it's also partially the scheme, right? This scheme is designed to to get the ball out quickly. It's not designed to make to, to, to force offensive linemen to block a lot, right? They, they don't want these guys in the in you know in their blocks for more than three, four seconds. So between all three, I I I mean these numbers make a lot of sense. You know, obviously, you know what you said about you know it being front loaded, obviously Kyler was running a lot. He was able to get out of the pocket, which you know helps him and helps the offensive line. You know, then the second half of the season, he's hurt. He has two, you know, two injuries, and then he has a third one late in the season. So he can't. He's not as mobile. So that's more on the offensive line, right? So we see, you know, we see how important his mobility is early in the season. Then we see how how effective the offensive line was late in the season. And over that whole stretch, we see that this scheme is built to get the ball out quickly, not get guys blocked, to get the ball moving fast. So. I think all three of those go into why they were so effective in keeping, you know, in, in keeping the rush away from him. Josh Weinfuss, Arizona Cardinals writer for ESPN. Joining me here, Locked On Cardinals. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who's watching. 
Uh, follow our YouTube channel. Subscribe. It's pinned to the top of our Twitter page. Um, just another outlet for you to get angry at Bo and myself. It's fantastic. We yearn for it. Leave comments. Subscribe. Give us suggestions. We love talking about all of it. Um, Josh, let's pivot really quickly. So one of the things that has been a storyline across the offseason has been Kyler Murray's inability to throw the ball in intermediate uh, fashion, whether it be not dumped down or over the top. Um, we've watched this team. I mean, Kyler threw completed nine passes against Dallas. You know, so a lot of these things get glossed over. Um, Greg Cosell talked uh, on a podcast with Ross Tucker about how he thinks that, that Kyler Murray's throwing capability is a little bit overblown. And you are closer to the team than many. What do you make of the intermediate pass struggles that Kyler has? Do you think it's scheme? Do you think it's him not wanting to get hit, which was a question mark going into his rookie season? Or do you think it's just him learning and Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson kind of screwing up the curve for everybody? Let me ask this question. Are those intermediate passes there? Or is Cliff Kingsbury's offense designed to go short and long? So if those passes, I mean, I, I, I have to look at the numbers. I have to really break them down because is he missing those passes or are those passes not even there? Because if those passes not even there, then this is a moot point. People just trying to create something that's not there. If he's missing those passes, then I think we need to look at at why. Is it because he's getting he he's getting rushed, or is it because he can't see those passes? I think that's an issue of concern too. Is it because the 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 routes aren't being run well? Like there's there's so many different things that can go in. But for someone to sit there and criticize his passing ability because he can't make a certain pass. I mean, the kid can make every pass in the book, right? We know that. He's a, he's a great quarterback. He's a great thrower, you know? And and, and I, I, there will be criticism of him because of his height and all sorts of different things. But <laughs> I don't, without really knowing the details of, of what is going on in the intermediate game, I can't really speak to why it's happening. But those, those are my guesses. Yeah, I mean, it's, you can, you can nitpick whatever you want. You know, the fact that the fact that Lamar Jackson just gets a pass for not being a good passer blows my mind. Like we've been going through these lists and it's just you could flip flop Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray's names in these blurbs and they'd be exactly the same, except people you get more credit for Lamar Jackson because they've won more, even though he's obviously an inferior passer to Kyler Murray. That's just been a sticking point for me, you know, ever since Kyler came into the league and Kyler's ability to not make the bad pass a lot of the time shows that he doesn't want to throw intermediately if it's not there. Sure, he's had bad throws. Like the Detroit game last year, we had a couple picks, just egregious passes. One of them was a miraculous interception. I can't remember who, it might have been, um, I can't remember exactly who it was. Um, but So he's thrown some bad balls, but more times than not, he'd rather throw the ball away or take a sack than throw an interception. And I'm sure that has something to do with it. As you mentioned, he hasn't had the best receiving core to throw the ball to regarding separation. Like DeAndre Hopkins on the left side of the field, he can throw him the ball, and it's either going to get knocked down, he's going to have offensive pass interference before he gets intercepted, or he's going to catch the ball. But across the landscape of the wide receiver room, up until this season with the addition of AJ Green, who I think is going to be a difference maker, I mean, I do, he hasn't had, it's been pretty top-heavy. And then you had Larry Fitzgerald as your wide receiver one his rookie season. 
So I think it this year is going to be the coming out party for Kyler Murray or the oh no Cliff Kingsbury can't run an offensive scheme, which is the only thing he was brought in to do situation. And we're just going to have a lot of people getting fired at the end of the season. Alex Lanzi, Ball, Brock Lockdown Cardinals. We'll say or again. Both. Or both. Or both. Yeah. Or both. That's true, which we don't even want to discuss at this point. Alex Lanzi, Ball, Brock Lockdown Cardinals. Josh. Oh, no. Ball, Brock. Yikes. Josh Weinfuss here. Uh, Bo Brock just had a kid. He's not going to be with me for a few days. Let's have it. Coming up next, Zayvon Collins got arrested over the weekend. Big deal, little deal, or no deal. I'll ask Josh Weinfuss what he thinks next. But first, I had one of these this morning. It's the best start to my day is Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar ever. They're chocolate covered. They're like five bites. You don't have to eat 25 bites of something that doesn't taste good to get your sustenance, your protein. Um... They're the best. We have, you should check our, you won't because there's bats with the ducks. Our Twitter DM with the locked on NFL host. We have constant battles on what the best flavor is. And uh, we even did a bracket around NCAA tournament to see who the best, what the best flavor of protein bar was uh, of for Built Bar. There's nine flavors now coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's between 17 and 18 grams of protein. Less than 180 calories in all of them. Uh, four grams of sugar or less. Like these things are legit. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked15 for 15% off your first order. Builtbar.com locked15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Final segment Alex Clancy here. Bo Brock is on hiatus for a few days. I am joined happily by Josh Weinfuss at Josh Weinfuss on Twitter. Arizona Cardinals writer for ESPN, friend of the podcast. We've known each other for a while now, huh? Four or five years. And Bo, too. Yeah, man. Part of the fam. Um, Zayvon Collins arrested over the weekend, going 76 and a 35 at the 7,400 block of Chaparral. You live somewhere close to here, so you kind of know the idea of where it is. I lived right around the corner from here, from there. I, I know kind of where it is. I equated it to in the first segment. A college kid who got a credit card and maxed it out immediately. First credit card, maxed it out. Doesn't show you're irresponsible, but it's it's a it's an experience you haven't experienced before. Zayvon Collins signed his rookie contract, has more money than he probably's had ever, has a fast car, sped a little bit, got arrested for reckless driving going 40 over the speed limit. Big deal, little deal, or no deal for you, Josh Weinfuss. Mm-hmm. What was the middle option? Little deal. Let's go like medium deal, right? I okay. think that it's it's not a huge deal. It's also not a little deal, right? I mean, he was flying. That area is very residential. Um, yeah. That that street is pretty busy, right? It kind of leads off of the, the 101 highway here in Phoenix into kind of one of the main roads to get into the Old Town Scottsdale area um, from the east. And it's, it's a pretty pretty significant road right and to be going that fast and 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 that type of speed you know under with that type of speed limit is so irresponsible to begin with um you know maybe he was just punching it i don't we don't know the details yet because i haven't seen a police report but it's not a good sign for your for your first round pick to get arrested before training camp starts right just that just that that idea that he would do something like this that would put himself in jeopardy and put a lot of other people in jeopardy because you know Maybe he gets into an accident because he's going that fast. Maybe he flips. You know, there's just so many options that, or so many possibilities that could have happened. 
Um, I, I think it is a little bit concerning. You know, more, more. I think to me, more of a more of the concern is that decision to do that, right? Like, what's going through his head at that point that 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 he thinks it's a good idea to go that fast on that type of street? So I would be concerned. I would, you know, if I'm the Cardinals, you know, I don't really make a huge deal out of it internally. And you sit him down, you're like, you, we just can't be in the news like this. We can't be arrested in general. But I would keep an eye on what he, what kind of decisions he makes. And if they notice there's a, there's a pattern, then I think it's time to get concerned. You know, I had someone text me yesterday when they saw that, saw the news. They're like, is this a next Daryl Washington situation? I don't think it's anywhere like that yet. But all it takes is one to get started, right? So I think that that, that we all need to keep an eye on on this. And if this becomes a pattern, then I think it might become an issue for the Cardinals. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Josh Weinfuss, Arizona Cardinals writer for ESPN, joining me here, Locked on Cardinals. Um, yeah, agreed. Now, I put out on Twitter, I brought up the Jordan Hicks thing where Steve Keim named Zayvon Collins starter for week one pretty much right after he was drafted. And Steve Keim has been a wizard via the trade market. There's no denying that, no going to question it. He doesn't get credit for drafting Kyler Murray number one overall because he wouldn't be the GM right now if it didn't work. And he was running on a post. What he's done in the draft has been egregious. It's been egregious. I mean, you have TJ Humphreys from a few years ago who's really come into his own since Kyler's been the quarterback, where a mobile quarterback sometimes makes a left tackle's job a lot easier. Regardless, DJ Humphreys showed through one year he's worth his contract extension. The first contract extension given to somebody drafted in the first round by Steve Keim. So let's remember where we are here. Steve Keim is stubborn. Steve Keim thinks he's the smartest man in the room most times. So saying that Zayvon Collins is going to be the start of week one is on brand for Steve Keim. Josh, after this happened on Sunday, does it show, does it, does it show the rookies need as much veteran leadership as we think they do? And that's why I brought up Jordan Hicks, not because of his play on the field, but if you can't find a trade partner for him, why not have him be a, rot a rotational guy just for a locker room guy if he's okay with that? I just don't understand why he named him starter week one, and this proves the point that he's a kid. I mean, he's an adult. You know, he's a man, but he's never played it down in the NFL, and we don't know where his head's at going into week one. I don't think we needed this incident with Stephen Collins to – to think that these rookies need some veteran leadership. They're rookies. He's 22 years old. Of course they need veteran leadership. You know, I think the Cardinals are going to learn the hard way by putting two guys who are 20, what, 22? 21, 22, I don't know how old Isaiah Simmons is. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> Put two guys with one combined year of NFL experience together in, 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 in a defensive backfield, right? I mean, I just, I just don't understand why the Cardinals are going to put themselves through such a rigmarole, you know, with so much risk um, when they could have Hicks, like you said, have a rotation, have Jordan Hicks as your, your, your foundation there. And then just rotate these other guys in, get them some reps, let them learn. If you want David Collins to be the true quarterback of your defense, let him learn on the field from a guy like Jordan Hicks. Let him see how it's done. Let him, experience a play, go on the sidelines and break down the film or the pictures or discuss it with Jordan Hicks. I just don't understand why there's a, a rush to get these guys on the field together immediately. Yes, they're super talented. They love talking about how they're trees on the field, right? Like, it, it's not going to matter how big you are if you're getting beat and you're making 
bad decisions or you're you're just getting confused and which is going to happen because as smart as David Collins appears to be on the field he's never faced NFL offenses before and they're going to if you don't think offense coordinators on their schedule are licking their chops seeing when when they hear that these two guys are going to be on the field together then you're then, then you're, you're mistaken because they are going to they're going to attack these guys just like the teams have attacked the cornerbacks opposite Patrick Peterson for years. They're going to go at them, go at them, go at them, and they're going to make them grow up on the field, and it's going to cost Arizona. You know, we saw what Isaiah Simmons, what happened to Isaiah Simmons week one last year when he got crossed over by Raheem Mostert then the Niners and got which, and he took it to the house 75 yards. Like, that's going to happen. And, you know, when, when they put together these schemes against the Cardinals, they're going to make sure that they are they're, they're, they're crossing these guys up. They're figuring out ways to confuse them, and it's not going to be that hard. Because a offensive coordinators are very smart, and b these guys don't have enough experience to really um, to really play this game at a high level right now. That might now week eight might be a different story. Week seventeen might be a different story, but week one is going to be an issue. I I believe that. I don't have to say anything else. I one hundred percent agree. Alex Clancy here, Josh Weinfuss. Thank you so much. I know you have another engagement. We will talk yes. to you guys tomorrow. Um, until then, subscribe, follow like comment